Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Worlds. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray, and I'm joined by a special co-host. Um, Nando had an emergency, and our brother, Ben Burgess, of the Give Them an Argument podcast, as well as the book. Go pick that up. Give Them an Argument by Ben Burgess. What's going on, brother? Not too uh, you know. Not too much. It's uh, it's a nice day here in Atlanta. I'm actually sitting outside, so it's uh, wonderful. You know, life is good. So we've moved past the winter time in Atlanta, thankfully. Yeah, finally, yeah. Yeah, I actually plan on making a trip out to Gwinnett to see my brother next month. So no we'll try to see if we can lock in um, at some point while I'm out there because I'll probably do like a week or so. Um, when I whenever I go to Atlanta, I like to spend as much time as I can because I have a yeah. very special affinity for the city. So I want to get right into things um, because today we're taping this on the Wednesday, March 23rd. I was working out and our brothers over at This Is Revolution podcast, uh, Pascal Robert, fellow Haitian, one of the greatest Haitians in America today, in my humble opinion, Mm -hmm. Jason Miles. And they had a uh, a guest, Corey Robbins, Mm -hmm. professor at Brooklyn College, um, author, all of that. He's dope. He's official. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the topic was basically Corey Robbins was trying to explain that conservatism movement, conservatism specifically, uh, in the American form or idiom or whatever you want to call it is basically in decline. Right. Um, and he cites several different examples and he's basically like, if you compare Trump to say what Reagan was doing Mm -hmm. right and how ascendant movement conservatism was in the 80s and even through the 90s on to um baby bush you know uh his presidency is just like it's just a stark difference when you consider the two and I would love to get I I know how I feel about it but I really would love to get your feeling on it because I think it is a very interesting topic especially juxtaposed against the movement that people like you and I are trying to get off the ground over here on the left. Yeah. I mean, I think one big thing that does hit me about that, if you think about the difference between like, yeah, you kind of start out with like maybe the Goldwater campaign mm-hmm. is like when like movement conservatism is really coming into its own. And then, uh, and then obviously you get the high point with, uh, with Reagan. Uh, and then, and then even, for like a long time after that, I mean, like like even like the nineties, the Gingrich era, the uh, you know the two thousands, you know, with with uh, with Bush and the war on terror, the presidency itself of Bill Clinton, just the fact of his presidency and how he governed is like, bro, this is a guy just sub- a Democrat completely and wholly subsumed mm-hmm. by movement conservatism politics. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's like. Uh, Margaret Thatcher supposedly was asked once what her biggest accomplishment was. And she said new labor, meaning like the fact that like under Tony Blair, even the labor party, you know, was, uh, uh, had adopted so many of her assumptions, you know, that like, that was like, that was really a big hey, hold on, Ben, I want to slow down because I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, especially uh, for the woke bro listener. Uh, I want to explain what movement conservatism sure, is. Yeah. Like, we don't need to get all up in William F. Buckley and all of these clowns. Right. But essentially it's these homies who decide that they're sick of basically the revolution of the civil rights era. They're 
completely sick of New Deal era politics. And it's it, it, they basically decide that it's going to be how they're going to build a constituency, which I think is the, sm the smartest part of movement mm -hmm. conservatism, is we're going to get these libertarians mm -hmm. who, you know, they believe in all of these wacky free market ideas, deregulation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just like just complete whack job uh, free market economics. We're going to get the religious right on board because they don't really have a home right now. The Jesus freaks, the God botherers, whatever you want to call them. And the final most important component, the reactionary anti-civil rights, mm -hmm. poor white Southerners, et cetera, et cetera. And it's basically these three, like these three groups under that umbrella. And they're like, we're going to make this thing pop. Am I wrong in, in that? No, basically I, I, think that's, I think that's totally right. I mean, I think, uh, I think anti-civil rights politics was like really in a lot of ways, the thing that made it all work because, um, I mean, before this time period we're talking about, I mean, if you think about like the period of like the thirties up through, um, you know, up through like the mid sixties, late sixties, you know, maybe even seventies some ways, right? Like that, that's a time when the Democrats like, are just kicking their asses <laughs> just consistently. consistently. Like, like, yeah. Like to, to a ridiculous extent, like the only, you know, like that entire time period, right? I mean, like other than, um, you know, basically, you know, FDR, Truman, I mean, like you get Eisenhower, but Eisenhower is to this period kind of what Clinton is to the right. uh, to the conservative ascendancy because right. he's a Republican, but he's not really going to challenge any of those. He's like, we can't roll back you know? this New Deal stuff. These people will riot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, exactly. So, uh, and, you know, and, and even Eisenhower, I mean, even though he was doing things like, you know, supporting coups in Latin America and stuff like that, he was still, you know, he was still like. Of course, as one does as, sure, as a U.S. Sure. leader. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You know, but like even Eisenhower would say things like, uh, you know, they owe all this money going to the military industrial complex. We don't have enough for, you know, for, for social services, whatever. Mm. Like he was still like within the assumptions of a lot of that kind of new deal or what after Eisenhower, you know, under LBJ would be like great society liberalism. And, and that was just really dominant. Even like Nixon was kind of like that, like in a weird way. Right. Like, like even though he was appealing to the, the energy of, of like the, the conservative crazies, you know, like to like, like, like he, I think Nixon says somewhere that if you if you really want to get something done, you know, you should find yourself a uh, what did he say a a a, uh, a conservative enthusiast or something like when he's talking about people like uh, like G. Gordon Liddy and you know mm. like all those people who uh, who would like rally around him, but like really his politics, I mean, were still like very Eisenhower's when he got down to it, you know. So like what really starts to change is. Um, you know, you mentioned William F. Buckley, who was like the big media conservative back then. We mentioned Barry Goldwater, you know, mm -hmm. who ran unsuccessfully for president and got I mean, he was crushed in that election. But that still really like energized the ground troops, you know, that they wanted to. Yeah, because, you know, being the nominee of one of the only. Yeah one of two of the only major parties in the country, whether you win or not, your ideas, that platform is, it's money can't buy that shit. No, you know, exactly, like right. there's no other way to get those ideas out there. So like broadcast 
all over the country, all over the world even, than by being the, the, the nominee of the Republican Party, who still at that point was, you know, they were ran by these country club cats. Yeah. The Rockefellers, the, yeah. the Romneys, these kind of guys were the ones who were in charge of the Republican Party before Goldwater. Like, look, like they were pro-business and all of that, but they were like, come on, man, we you can't just lynch niggers. Come on, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. You can't just do that. <laughs> no, tell I mean, like, uh, like George Bush Senior, and uh, I think in the eighties, sometime even, like he, he's like supposedly he came into like a room of like evangelicals, like at a fundraiser or something, and said, "I guess I'm the only person here who's only born once." Um, and <laughs> like, that's the country club, you know, Republicans. Right. Uh, yeah. And so the people, yeah, I mean, the way that Bernie running for president, even though he he didn't win the nomination either time, like still. But like Bernie running for president that first time, like was this huge shot in the arm for like, you know, what little, you know, real left there is in this country. Like the Goldwater was even more so for conservatism. He was the nominee. You know? So uh, then they really feel like um, finally in 1980, you know, with Ronald Reagan, that they've got the president who's like really their guy. And, um, and, and even, yeah, I mean, like if you think about the 90s, I mean, like, you know, Clinton was completely existing within their world of like their politics. And it was like all of these sorts of Clinton versus Newt Gingrich kinds of wars that were going on were all about like, okay, so should we cut welfare by like 60% or only 50%? Right. right. You know, like, that was the fight. Exactly. You know, so, um, and so I think about that or, you know, or, or like the 2000s when, you know, even though Bush Sr. was like very much like an old school country club Republican, uh, Bush Jr. was somebody they definitely thought was their guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, th- when I look back at that, one thing that does kind of make me think that Corey is on to something and, and, uh, about the sort of decline of, of movement conservatism is that. I mean, whatever. It's obviously been wildly successful. Like, they got a crazy amount of the stuff they wanted, you know. But, like, if you think about conservatives now, what that really hits me about that is that in a lot of ways, I feel like they've kind of lost faith in, uh, in, in what they're selling, at least rhetorically, right? Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, what they actually do when, you know, like, when, uh, when it's... Uh, um, as, as LBJ would say, it's time for the ball cut in, right? You know, like, like, like when you're actually getting down to brass tacks and making decisions, what they do is the same stuff they ever did, right? But I think that, like, if you look at their rhetoric now, they are acting like they've kind of lost faith in the product. Like, like, if, like if you think about the way, like, watch, like, Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz. Like, all of these guys have started doing this weird thing where they're like pretending to be populist now. It's craziness. It's insane. I mean, Tucker Carlson, (laughs) like his whole anti-elitist shtick coming out of the mouth of this white bread country club, like Ofei, I'm just like, this is like, this, this is beyond the fucking pale. Like you can't even suspend the disbelief when it's just like Tucker Carlson, like really, bro? Like you about the people, you about the every like Tucker Carlson is the the messenger for the everyman. And I think that the things that well, Corey yeah, talked I, about. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, I mean, 
the bad is, you know, those little swats of food, you know, like, like, ridiculous. And I remember Tucker Carlson when he used to host, uh, like co host Crossfire back in like the Bush years. And back then, he was the ultimate, like, he was the, you know, the kind of conservative that guys on Chapo call a bow tie dipshit, you know, like he was, he was like, he was that guy, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. was the, you know, like he would be, he was all about the free market economics and all that stuff. Yes. And, and, and now he's, gone through this weird transformation where he pretends to be a populist i, I see ted cruz using the phrase corporate media like instead of like instead mm-hmm. of calling the liberal media so corporate mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. um you know i see i mean i see charlie kirk uh making this big deal about you know how he's some kind of supposedly some kind of anti-corporate populist although you know i debated that guy last year and i asked him like if he'd be willing to raise taxes on jeff bezos who he says he hates you know by one percent to like pay for for housing for homeless veterans and you know he like had to think about it for a minute do you identify as crypto curious if you've thought about entering the world of cryptocurrency but felt a little overwhelmed coinbase makes learning to buy and sell simple cryptocurrency might feel like a secret exclusive club but coinbase believes that everyone everywhere should be able to get in the door whether you've been trading for years or just getting started coinbase can help Coinbase offers a trusted and easy-to-use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase. And for a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com B-O-M-M. Sign up at coinbase.com B-O-M-M for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offers for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com B-O-M-M. <laughs> which is again that's it that's anathema to 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 movement conservatism and i think what Corey brought up too yeah. which i think is a good point he brought up the budgets he's like look like look at trump's budgets it's yeah. the same it was the same as barry's like that the, like there's no like he didn't roll back anything they didn't do anything it was literally the exact same budgets where like that could never have been the case say in like 1988 where like a movement conservatives um conservative would would have the exact same budget as a democratic president that doesn't make any sense and for me the reason why i tend to agree with Corey, and i think pascal made the point of just like look man these people are still pretty powerful sure and if yeah, and no they doubt. feel ascendant still because look like they can they can they can take on a new form in whatever we're calling trumpism these days uh. right and you can do shit like fuck up the iran deal you can do different you can you can you know, pass your record setting tax cuts. But where I tend to agree with you and I agree with Corey, um, even in, I think the tax cuts is instructive in the sense that mm-hmm. it's the only thing they passed. They had two whole years of uninterrupted power and they couldn't do nothing else. There's nothing else. They got their court, they got their judges too, which again, Mitch McConnell was like, look, all this shit we be talking about, 
trickle down and all of that and welfare queens and this that shit ain't working no more we need to get these judges in here lock the shit that we got right now in mm -hmm. and keep it pushing because all that shit we've been pushing it doesn't work anymore like they all know it that's why i tend to agree with what you guys are saying and i think the main point mm -hmm. which is why i want to bring it you know to to us on the left mm -hmm. is like bro that shit was a 40-year project Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and we talking about like where these guys started sending out pamphlets and they start like like they started. Th this shit was a 40 year pro project and it didn't always seem like it was working. No. You know, when Goldwater got his ass kicked, when when Reagan ran the first time and got his ass kicked, like it didn't always seem like it was working, you know. But, the, but you know, to get back to why I tend to yeah. agree with you and Corey is that like they've won. Yeah, like they've won so handily, like they've deregulated the country to shit. The mm -hmm. the corporate tax rate is like never have you seen it this slow. You mm -hmm. know, um, uh, what, you, uh, 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 marginal gains and like all of this, like it's, it, like it's they've they won. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the, the like if you think about the deal, like when this all this started in like this, you know, early sixties versus now. I mean, like. In 2022, I mean, they busted like, all the unions. Like, yeah, they, it's like, they, there's, there's they, like less than seven percent of the of like private sector workers are even in a union now. It's 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 like they they have they've just thoroughly won, right? Like they have, <laughs> yeah. um, and which is why I think they need to focus on like kind of cultural grievances, you know, and uh, um, you know, like whatever, you know critical race theory and uh drag queen story hour and like whatever they're like obsessively getting angry about you know this week is because if you're actually talking about like bread and butter issues like the actual distribution of resources in the material world they have just completely won yeah and you know and i think what's important about what you just said too ben is that and it's something we talk about here on the show all the time is like again proof proof perfect that this shit is different. The fucking unemployment insurance benefits that Trump passed, the stimulus checks, all of that shit again. Like this is anathema. Mm -hmm. This is this is this is the antithesis of austerity, conservatism. Like stop giving these people free check. Like they gonna get used to it. They gonna hold us to that standard <laughs> forever. Like. This is the antithesis of what these people believed in. And like the reason why they go with critical race theory and trans people swimming on college swim teams and all of that is because like if we sat and said, yo, wasn't it dope when we had all of that shit? Wasn't it great? Like if we sat and we talked about it and thought about it yeah. you know, and, and everybody was just like, yo, this shit is amazing. Right. Um that would be a, a major problem and it'd be a major reversal of policies. Mm -hmm. Like again, going back to Bill Clinton and the fucking crime bill and the welfare bill, like straight up and down. Like that shit was 30 years ago, Ben. <laughs> 30 years ago, all of this stuff happened. And that's why you see what you see. And that's why I think the left needs to get his act together because, you know, I think conservatism is instructive. And, and obviously there's different, yeah. There's different problems that we faced and what the conservatives faced when they were sure. um, starting their project. But I think it's it's very instructive. Yeah, no, for for sure. Right. I mean, and I think for I think for the conservatives, a lot of how they got it done 
you know, you mentioned the people who would like send out the, you know, pamphlets through the, the direct mail. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of like kind of like grassroots stuff where a lot of it had to do with churches. A lot of it had to do with like, you know, like just taking over like PTAs and stuff like that, you know, like, like, and I, I and I think, I think the big thing that a lot of times people don't talk about enough is if you think about like what it would take to actually like get some kind of like social democratic, like anything in the U S like I, I, it's, it's not, you know, like people doing what we do and just, and just like talking about it. Right. You know, like, 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 yeah. unfortunately is it, is not, it's not we're close to enough. No, no, it's, it's not enough. Right. So, so I think what you, like, I think that what you actually need, like, more than anything, I mean, like, it's just, like, this is not a, this is not an interesting answer, but I think it's true answer. It's, it's just an organized working class. I mean, that's why I get so excited. I mean, it's a small thing, but, like, it's why I get so excited about all these Starbucks, you know, unionizing, you know, because, yep. because if you don't have, um, if you don't have that kind of, like, organization of, like, working people, uh, I mean, I think that's the only thing that could ever like actually have that kind of grassroots social base to to get done, you know, anything, right? That uh, that 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 we want, right? Because like otherwise, I mean, look at the look yeah, at the way and, the, and, the and, Democratic and, Party is. I mean, they're not going to give a shit. Like, no, and of course, <laughs> well, we know that. And I think what you just said is is a beautiful point because you think about. The basically the evangelical part mm -hmm. of the conservative movement, like that's that's an uh, institution. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the in many ways it's like it's a it's like a union. It's like mm -hmm. like these people are in mm -hmm. community together. Like that's that's a community base. So like those people can move in concert with one another because they're already in communion community, mm -hmm. right? Like they're already in communion. So. It, it like it, it makes it more effective when you build a constituency out of people who are already in community with one another. Like they speak the same languages, they have the same customs and cultural mores. Like it, it like what you saying like kind of hits me right here when you think about the reverse of that. And again, like part of the problem, you know, from from where I sit is that. <laughs> It's a lot easier to organize people who don't have shit mm -hmm. than it is these professional class homies, quite frankly, people in our peer group mm -hmm. who can see the bottom, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. from where they are. Like, as you're rising through the ranks, mm -hmm. it's happened seamlessly. When you move into a bigger apartment, it's like, of course, I should have been had this bigger apartment. When you got to go from a big apartment to a smaller one, that's a shock to your system. Right. You know, and I think mm -hmm. like organizing these, uh, especially these professional Negroes. Oh, my God, Ben. Like it like the idea that those folks would ever not like would ever go against the Kamala's and the Michelle Obama's <laughs> and like those type of people like it's like and I'm around them a lot. I, I actually <laughs> spent the weekend around a few of them. I'm just like, man, I don't know that these people sort of understand the class dynamics and in, in so much as they do. There's no way that they would ever 
ever want to like threaten what? what they would perceive to be a threat to their class status. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, right. I mean, this is the, and this is the problem. I mean, this is why, uh, like book I always recommend to everybody is, uh, listen liberal by Thomas Frank, uh, where he goes into the history of the democratic party since like the seventies and, the way that you know with the decline of organized labor you know like who do they you know like who did the devs pivot to as like their their base basically right not just the black ones but basically the people you're talking about right yeah. you know that they have a which is why um you know which which i think is all over i mean if you look at like uh, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I think about 2016 when Hillary was running for president, and like people were just like never shut up about how she was supposedly the most qualified candidate ever to like <laughs> run for anything. And think, okay, I mean, one, it's not even really true. And so just forget that, right? Like, that's like it was so revealing that that's how they put it, right? Because how, how do these people She's qualified? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like what what are your like, degrees? How many <laughs> degrees did you get? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. They, they think of it as like a technocratic job interview. And uh, that's why like all these people you're talking about, like, and, you know, the democratic party for that matter, right. Cause that's who they're appealing to. You know, like they've, what they've really done is they've redefined like justice, not as, raising this the floor for like the great majority of people they've uh what you know but instead as getting the demographically appropriate chunk of every group you know like into the ruling class like yeah that, and that's that, and that's you know. my problem with 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 uh diversity inclusion blah 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 bullshit all these people crying about what the board at goldman sachs looks like uh <laughs> it, it's just so fucking stupid because i'm just like you guys are okay with the underlying inequality so long as it's equitable. Like that doesn't make no, any exactly. sense. It like it, like the, it, like the no 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 the inequality is fine. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, this it's is like fine. We just need more Negroes in Harvard, duh. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Exactly. And and the, and the masses of black people, the the just the pride that they're gonna take. In you know the black people that get to work at BlackRock, and yeah, the yeah. black people that get to you know drop bombs on people's heads right. at the CIA, like the, the the masses of black people are just gonna feel amazing and be uplifted to Zion, Ben. Yeah, well, that's the that's the thing, right? Because it's like none of this shit actually helps. Like no the overwhelming majority of the population, right? Because no. like you can have, like by def, you know, there are only so many. You know, it's like not every cheerleader can be on the top of the pyramid, right? You know, like right. like like, like you, you know, there are only so many spots as CEOs and politicians, and you know, or or even like whatever Harvard educated lawyers, you know, that uh, most. By most, the way, and yeah. and I think it has an even so the the effects are even. On the other end of it, um, these BIPOC elites serve as reminders to those poor crackers in West Virginia, like, see, you see, they're passing you. D don't you see? Don't you see how fucked up this whole shit is? Like, it's twofold. It's like, one, it doesn't do anything for anybody. Right. And two... The group of people who we 
we would be ostensibly trying to make community with as working class folks um, and poor folks are like what they're seeing and what they're getting is like, look, <laughs> niggas can be in the White House now. You know, yeah, so yeah, it yeah. has like the, it has a compounding effect from from where I see it. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm wrong about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't. Which again, it's not to say that. Look, sure, sure. If sure. you work in an elite institution, I want you to get your promotion. Sure, I want sure. you to go from VP to SVP. I want to see it. I, it's great. I'm I'm happy for you when it I happens. Mean, look, if you're my friend, I want you to have all those things. But if yeah. you, uh, you know, but uh, uh, like, there's there's nothing. You know, I mean. Whatever I mean, that they, I mean, let's let's not make this more complicated than it needs to be. I don't, uh, I don't hate the player, but I do hate the game very much. You know that the uh, like there is, um, you know, I made sure you know succeed. You know, everybody, you know, you've got your life to live. You know, like do, you know, if if you're succeeding within the rules of the game as that exist right now, great. But like, if you have, um, but. The question is, like, should these be the rules of the game? And if you're, and if your only objection to the rules is that it's that's it. is that it's harder for some people than others to like climb to the top, then it's like, okay, then what about everybody at the bottom? You know that they like because because most people, no matter how fair you make the competition, most people are still going to be at the bottom at the uh, at the end of the day, and that's who I like, that's who I care about, you know, like that, like doing so, like helping the people who are at the bottom to, to actually achieve something. And I mean, I, I guess I think that like what it's going to take to get, you know, the, you know, whatever you just said, the poor crackers of West Virginia, you know, and, uh, and, and the, you know, and, and poor black people in cities and whoever else, right. Like to, you know, to actually, to actually I guess the, the, the proper thing. The like proper it, term, Ben, would be the toothless hayseeds. Is, <laughs> is that <better>? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So, <laughs> that's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, they like if, if, like the if the toothless hayseeds, uh, and uh, you know, and 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 the. Uh, you know what's the Clinton era phrase? The super predators mm. are going to get together and actually actually do something to uh, to stop. Uh, you know to do something to uh, to lift the floor for the majority of the population. You know then, I mean I, I guess to me it seems like the mission. If you're in like media and you're trying to you're trying to be you know whatever like it's ultimately auxiliary. All like everything that actually has to happen is outside of this. It's on the ground, but like. If you want to be helpful in that, it seems like the things that you need to do are to push back against, you know, the people who, um, you know, was it like Adolf Reed and Walter Ben Michaels call, you know, the disparitarians, people who like only care about the disparities, right? And who gets mm. to be in each position, right? Like to show that that version of liberalism has nothing to do with justice as we understand it. It's also not even going to achieve anything. And then to and then to try to expose like the right wing pseudo populist grifters, you know, who exactly you know, who are really just sort of trying to rebrand, you know, rebrand Reaganism, you know, as as like some kind of like anti corporate populism somehow. And then to and then to just you know, then just remind everybody, right? You can't like they're never going to give you any of this stuff, right? I mean, like the only way that you could ever ever get mm -hmm. it is to have an organized working class that can take it. Hey man, and and the last thing I'll say to to our friends in the petty bourgeoisie, man, it's just like, yo, listen, 
somebody I know was actually robbed here in LA. Um, some some mm-hmm. some dudes ran up on him, took took his watch. Like I'm talking about in the five figures of valuables off of his person. Um, thankfully he's safe, he's straight, he's not gonna hit the poor house, he's gonna be fine. But you know what that said to me is like a lot of this shit that people and I'm not talking about him specifically, I'm just talking about in generally, um, when it comes to certain, you know, elites or whatever, a lot of the shit that they hold so dear and so precious, like that shit is in peril every second that we continue to have a fucking put upon underclass straight up and down bro like you can't even enjoy the fruits of your labor so long as there's all these hungry ass people around us like just understand that part of it um just for your own self-preservation i would hope that people understood that that point because you know when it happened i was just like damn it's so fucked up you know you work your ass off you you know you you get you climbing the ladders in the corporate, you know, the corporate ladders, and you're doing this and you do something nice for yourself, and some motherfucker come and take some shit off of you, you know, and it's just like, damn, like what's it worth? And and it makes me wonder, like, yo, man, if if motherfuckers had legitimate means to support themselves and could get a decent crib and a nice little whip and all of this shit by just, you know the opportunities that were afforded to them by the richest country in the history of civilization. Imagine what type of lives we could live. No, <laughs> totally. I mean, and, and I think that actually, I guess I would just say real quick, like I, I think that sometimes the left like runs away a little bit too much from, from like talking about like crime or people being worried about street crime. Like we think that if like we talk about that too much, that'll like legitimize like, you know, whatever. Nah, this shit's related to me. No, it is. It's absolutely related. You know, I, I, and I think that like, and I think we've got a good like message there. Cause, cause like, I mean, you don't have to, I mean, we don't even have to just talk about like what, like, so, you know, the fully socialist utopia of the 23rd century or whatever, like, like just look at like, uh, <laughs> Just look at like Norway, right? Like Norway mm. has way more lenient criminal justice system than we do. Like even Andres Breivik's going to get out of prison eventually, right? Like, and uh, so it's like way more humane, way more lenient than ours. But they have way less crime because why, right? You know, because because they don't have they don't have an underclass of desperately poor people like side by side, you know, with with mm. with, with wealth, you know, and and. So there's there's absolutely no reason, you know, there's nothing magical about the you know genetics of Norwegians that let them have that that you know that would let us too. I mean, we can have that here too. Oh, you're not a eugenicist? Damn, Ben, you disappointing me, bro. Racial essentialism ain't your thing. Damn, I'm disappointed, Ben Burgess. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, listen, Ben, thank you for hopping on today, man. It was yeah, last minute in our time of need, and you delivered as always fantastic tell the people where they can find you please yeah so uh i write for jacobin magazine you can uh, you can find me there um wrote a few books you can just go to bedburgess.com you can find it all there and the show is give them an argument we've been on a little bit of a hiatus with this lately but i should say something we do for uh gta patrons is that was not no and uh, our good friend Mike Mercine, uh all have all been joining me about once a month to talk about the Sopranos, and uh, we will restart that soon. 
Yes, sir. All right, you heard it here first. Uh, make sure you guys uh, are checking out all the other Counter Dings offerings. Friday Mailbag. Pack Your Knives is back because Top Chef is back. So Tom Show, Kevin Arnovitz reviewing every single Top Shelf. Top Chef, excuse me. Um, episode, of course, Cinephobe with Amin Al Hassan, uh, Zach Harper, and Tony Mays. Uh, the OG Bomb Show. Y'all know everything that we got, man. And become a Patreon for a cup of coffee. A cup of Starbucks coffee every single month. You can support what we do here at uh, Count the Ding. So we'll see you guys next week. Peace.